This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You are being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey, where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being, and hopefully you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. talk to you today about something that we've been discussing here at 3B and it came from this idea of how our achiever culture tends to focus on what we need to get done in order to feel good so you know when we achieve the list when we've checked everything off then we can rest then everything will be okay then we'll feel satisfied But we're recording this sort of mid-January and at this time of year in particular, we can sort of have these thoughts about all the things we need to get done and all the things we want to achieve. And what we were talking about was how actually sometimes this can make us feel more overwhelmed and even anxious because what we're doing is we're sort of piling on even more to do. And what I was talking to Claire about was something that I've been trying to do over the last year or so, something I came across was a different approach. Um, So whenever I'm looking to make a change or perhaps refresh or revise things for myself, I started to think about what it was that I wanted to stop doing. So this idea of a stop doing list rather than a to-do list um so yeah so what does that kind of idea conjure up for you Claire a stop doing list I think um straight away I'm thinking I could probably fill in an A4 sheet of paper (laughs) (laughs) with stuff I should stop doing with stuff I would like to stop doing um And I think the list would be very different from a to-do list and even a um, want-to-start list. I think it would be a very different kind of list. Yeah, totally. I mean, obviously, we're a mental wellbeing company and that's my automatic reference kind of thing for things like this. That's obviously why we work together as well. Mm. But... There is this whole thing about um, stop giving myself a hard time, stop being so negative with myself and those kind of things. But it's really funny because my stop doing list, I could write a list for other people and it would look the same. Done a 
few group supervision sessions over the last few days since coming back from Christmas. And there are lots of things that people are doing that I can just empathise with so much. It's things that I used to do when I was younger, Things I, some of the things I still do now. I can really see myself in these other people that I work with. And, you know, they're bright, really intelligent people. And they make me just feel blessed to know them. And there are a lot of younger ones, sort of late teens, early 20s. And I just think we don't have anything to worry about. The earth doesn't have anything to worry about with these kind of people in charge because they've got hearts of goals. They've got a lot of empathy for people, that, that type of stuff. And I want them to see how brilliant they are and how really good they are and the good that they do. And I so want to go, you need to stop doing this and stop doing this. Stop being so hard on yourself. You know, stop giving yourself a hard time. Stop putting expectations on yourself. Stop feeling guilty about doing stuff that actually you shouldn't be feeling guilty about doing. Mm. So there is this whole thing about it's a lot easier to come up with. But part of me wonders if it's also a lot harder to actually put in place yeah well there's some great stuff in there I, I think what you're saying about yeah it's easier to sort of particularly in the work that we do in the way that we support people and provide that space for people you know they share a lot of stuff with us yeah um, and so you know we, we, we learn about what's going on for them and yeah we, we can see sort of how great they are and, and, and probably could do a, a sort of a stop doing list for them but you're right I think all of the things all the examples that you've given there are brilliant because they're absolutely the sort of things you know that we can come up with for a list like this so it's about you know any habits behavioral patterns thought processes even tasks you know even stuff that we sort of do maybe even around the house or as part of work that we've sort of taken on you know unknowingly or without discussion but the idea is that you know because we talk a lot about the importance of being intentional yes with our actions and with our thoughts but I was thinking that in order to be really intentional it might be that we need to let go of some things to sort of make room <laughs> for the intentions yeah like because like if we're doing less of what's not working then that frees up space for what is working yeah or what could be so I, I sort of came across a quote um recently and that it's reminding me of I think it was Einstein and it said I must be willing to give up what I am in order to become what I will be and I sort of thought oh I like that and then I was kind of thinking well do we need to completely give up who you are because there's going to be good stuff happening and I think we forget that don't we we forget yeah forget the things that were sort of so maybe it's more about letting go of or giving up what no longer serves us you know is is that actually serving me you know are, are my, my thoughts are my habits are my behaviors are my responses are they what I really want to be doing is that where I really want to put my energy and my effort and if I can let go of some of these things then that frees up that space 
for more possibilities, um, you know, more more of the good stuff to kind of come through. And and I really like the examples you were giving there because they really resonated with me. You know, the particularly the guilt one. You know, like stop feeling guilty about what what's right for you, doing what's right for you. You know, putting yourself first, that kind of thing. Agreeing to things when you've not really thought it through, you know, that whole kind of, yeah, 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 of course, yeah, I'll do that, yeah, no problem. And then after you're like, oh, what did I agree to that for? <laughs> you know. And another one I sort of thought for me was sort of allowing doubts to take over without consideration of what's really true. Because I sort of, I know that I, I do that. And I know certainly from the work that I do with people on a one-to-one -one basis, I can see it in them as well. Or it could just be things like, you know, you want to stop checking your phone as soon as you wake up. You know, I know that's, that, that, that's quite a common habit or behavioural pattern that people get into. Or something we were talking about earlier on today was, um, you know, the S word, saying sorry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apologizing or doing that thing you know where you were like apologize for something that you've not done or yeah. you know because it's or like for even being who you are yeah. saying apologizing for just being who you are yeah you know I, I'm sorry I'm a bit of a mess today mm. why if you're a mess today you're a mess I, and I don't necessarily mean physically uh, I actually mean more more mentally <laughs> you know and it's like if that's what it is today, then that's what it is. And why are you apologising for that? It's just accept that that's what's going on. What you said before, the Einstein quote, mm. I think that actually <clears throat> people don't know who they are. And I think that's a big, oh, what's the word? Um, block. I suppose, for people. Uh, th there is this expectation, and I want to go, right, well, that, that's something, if you've got an expectation that's too great, you need to stop that. But So that's a stop thing. But um, straight away I'll go, we, we feel that we need to know who we are. And I would question whether we ever really do. Isn't that more about the journey we're on as a human being? And when we really know who we are, really know everything about who we are, then things would be different anyway. And it might be towards the later years in our lives. Or maybe we'll do something different then. Or maybe it's then what we put into action there is this thing about needing to know who we are. And I think that gets in a way for a lot of people. Mm. So I love the quote. And I think more with that, for me, it's about if it doesn't feel right. If something's keeping you up at night, it doesn't feel right. There's this nagging doubt about doing something or it doesn't fit with your values, then maybe that's not who you are. Maybe that's when you're trying to compromise. Maybe that's when you're trying to conform 
to what is expected of you and to be. And that's when you'll know that that doesn't fit for you. Do think there's that thing about stop worrying about who you are because the more you do things and be okay with it and feel good, the more you are being your true self, the more you be, believe and breathe, which is our whole, you know, strap line, our whole value system, be yourself, believe in who you are, take a breath, take some time, figure that out. And that's the whole point of all of that. It's about, you need to take some time to go, how do I feel and think about this? And we don't do that. So maybe another stop thing is stop expecting yourself to do something quickly. Stop expecting it to be okay right now. Stop expecting things to happen. Like click your fingers straight away because it doesn't. But what you can do is you can let things sit with you and go, actually, this doesn't feel right for me. Well, that's part of who you are then. So then let that go. Wow. There's a lot in there, Claire. I love where you've taken this. And a lot of it's tied up in that idea of expectation, I think, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's a big one. Stop the huge expectations on ourselves. And I wonder if within that, anybody that's resonating for the expectations, there's a way to break that down, you know, or what are the expectations that you're placing on yourself in familiar situations or, you know, certain things that crop up on a regular basis. Oh, I'm doing that thing again. That's, I want to sort of stop that expectation or maybe reduce that expectation or timescale with that expectation. So there's a shift with that. Because I think with some of this stop doing, what you might have to do is replace it with, something that you're going to do instead yeah so there is there is that side of it you know because it was some of it some of it could be quite clear you know I'm just gonna I'm just not gonna do that anymore yeah and that's you're happy to give that up um but some things might need they might need a kind of a different approach yeah and going back to the the sorry example um, I have a friend who has banned the word sorry from her household her kids are not allowed to use it now that might sound a bit like oh well, it's not teaching me to be accountable and apologize what she's doing is still saying it's, it's banned in terms of unless it's like a genuine being used for an apology you know if the, someone really needs to properly apologize but just this kind of general use of the word sorry what she does is she gets everyone to say she sort of gets them to replace sorry with thank you you know some kind of you know, instead of sorry for taking so long becomes, you know, thank you for being patient with me. Yeah. And actually, yeah, when you first go it, you first say it, you sort of think, oh, but that is that teaching your children? But actually I hear sorry banded about so much and it doesn't genuinely mean what it should mean. And sorry to me means, you know, I am genuinely sorry for that and I will stop trying to do that. So that's the stopping again. You know, it comes as part of that sorry. And I'm going to stop doing what I've just apologised for because that hurts you or that's not right. You know, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. 
and actually we use Surrey in a variety of different ways and it doesn't necessarily mean that now and I think it's diluted its meaning yeah it's a get out of jail free card it's like well I've said sorry you know and and I genuinely think sometimes it's that case but then there's that all the times when it it's not it's really funny because it reminds me of a time I'd gone to I'd gone to a big conference in um, London with a friend who I'd met through my NLP course and we'd gone to see this guy and there was like hundreds of people there and I was trying to get into a seat as it had just started because I'd come from another session um, into the bigger arena and this girl hadn't stood up to let me get past but I just moved her, her, her knees but her feet were in the same place and I didn't know and I'd I'd stood on it by accident oh and I just went oh I'm really sorry are you okay and she went yes I'm fine so of course I sat down in my seat and I just looked at her again and went I'm really sorry and then started watching and then she started calling me to the girl next to her who was a friend and I just I couldn't I just stood up and turned around and went, I did apologise and I genuinely meant it. I I was sorry for standing on I don't know what else you were expecting me to do in that situation. Part of me, I was really hurt by it that she'd started calling me. But another part of me just thought, well, why didn't you stand up and let me get through? You could clearly see I was struggling trying to get through, but you chose to not stand up and expect me to know where your feet is when it's all dark and all I can see is your knees. So I thought your feet would be under your knees kind of thing. And that all went up. And then I, I I had to go out and stop that thought process because that wasn't doing me any good. It was really annoying me and getting on me and making me feel bad, where she'd probably forgotten all about it by now or still had a sore foot, but, you know, part of that. (laughs) (laughs) The stopping part can just come up at so many different times. I think one of the things that I would say is that it's not a tool to beat yourself up with, and that's really important. This isn't adding something that is going to make you feel bad. There are things you genuinely want to stop doing and you can think of how you could do that or like you say, replace them with something. I think the stop doing kind of thing is really useful. So maybe one of the stop doing is beating yourself up over not doing something. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is not about, you know, the kind of the reverse of the piling things on, which we were talking about at the start. You don't want to then you know, sort of start berating yourself for not achieving your stop doing list. Because <laughs> that's sort of just completely, you know, that's not the point of it at all. I think, so I mean, you said earlier about this, this is actually harder than it seems. Mm, and I think yeah. part of it is not trying to change everything at once. So, you know, if, if you like a list and you want to do a bit of an inventory, it's actually a really good exercise to just... Yeah take some time or maybe just even have like I've done this where I've just sort of kept a notebook open you know or you could have like something on your phone where you take a note and if there's anything that I'm noticing that I'm thinking hmm, that was interesting in the way I reacted then or oh, I always seem to do that or I often use that word or you know you just kind of make a note of it so you, with no intention to do anything about it at that stage but you're just sort of almost doing like say like an inventory 
compiling and then you can start to look at okay well what are the habits and things that you know is that really a big deal or you know is that something that's actually no you know what that's a real block for me that's getting in the way that's stopping me from you know thinking what I really want to think or getting into the truth of what I really believe and so you're able to kind of identify I think the things that really do need your attention or just the things that actually you know what I can stop doing that today I'm not doing that anymore yeah. um, you know <laughs> so you can you can sort of you, I mean I don't know you can color code it or you can kind of do a hierarchy of you know what you want to focus on but it's not about doing everything all at once it's about thinking getting that clarity of like what is it I want to be free of you know what is it um because like if you think about it the majority of our day-to-day life you know apart from the times of course when we're all being super intentional which is what we've talked about a lot we do do an awful lot of stuff on autopilot oh yeah don't we so you know to, to part of this exercise is to you know what what you were saying there is like when you're in that moment of doing something that isn't serving is just to notice how does that make me feel I said I don't feel good when I do that so why am I doing it you know okay so next time that happens I'll try this instead or I'll stop myself going fulfilling it completely before I've sort of carried it through. And then I think what that can do is the noticing within that can, so it's, it's a progression, it's a journey, it's not an instant fix. Um, and it might be that, you know, that helps to build momentum for kind of what you do next. So yeah, it is a process and it is something to keep working at, but it is definitely not another stick to beat yourself with. And it's a process that I think you need to find how it fits for you. So what you were saying there, you could maybe jot things down as you're going through the day or just get a piece of paper out now and write it all down. You could put them into categories. Well, if that's done, does that have, does that link? Do they all link into things? Does it help you to have that on a piece of paper and go, wow, there's an awful lot of things here I need to stop doing. So let's let's start with something kind of thing. Or would that be too overwhelming? And it might be for some people. So it's always about finding what fits for you as an individual is really key. And this whole process of what do I start then? What What's the thing that will start it for me? And potentially what you were saying there about we do things automatically. What I like to think is, well, if we stopped doing things automatically, we'd automatically start to be more mindful. And when we're more mindful, we think through things, we feel things more, things connect with us more. And that's where those light bulbs start to switch on we start to realise what we need and what we don't need anymore. <laughs>